Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Growing Up is Overrated podcast. My name is T, and I'm here with my friend and co-host, Jen. Life can be stressful, and learning to cope is necessary for survival. Something Jen and I both have in common is turning to life simulation games such as Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley. Since they are such a massive part of our stress management and friendship, we want to share our journey with you. Now, into the podcast. Hey, Jen, how's it going? Oh, it's going. (laughs) You're not not frozen to your seat like I am. No, um, but it is quite cold. I mean, we've had (laughs) snow cover consistently now for a couple weeks, and that rarely happens around here. So it it has been cold. (laughs) Yeah, I'm personally ready for um, a little bit of shaking off the cold with some festival tomorrow um in animal crossing yes uh, i am also I would very like, much <laughs> yeah i would like for that to happen irl <laughs> yes i'd like some warmer weather please i want to be able to hang out outside and enjoy the outdoors without bundling up like a crazy person oh my gosh yeah <laughs> masks have now become not just a covid necess- necessity but also a uh, warming my nose necessity yeah, but then your nose starts to run underneath the mask. It's the worst thing. It's really gross, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just, like, it it keeps me warm, but at what cost? I know. <laughs> but, yeah, I... <laughs> I am... I am still uh, just very much looking forward to staying bundled up during these colder days. And, um... Where things may not be quite as stressful as they have been the last uh, year. <laughs> um, at this point, I I'm still ready to to tuck in and and uh, just play Animal Crossing constantly. So, same. I yeah. I like staying indoors and playing video games, specifically life simulation stuff. Keep right? me comfy. Yeah, yeah. I. I I know that we just like cannot stop talking about Animal Crossing. And so I think we're going to try to get this out of our system a little bit, if that's even possible. <laughs> um, and really dive into how we got involved into these games being such a massive part of our lives. Um, and Animal Crossing is like my number one game ever in my life, right? Mm-hmm. And Stardew Valley is your number one game probably for life also. Yes. <laughs> um, and then like they both got us through some really tough times in our life. Um, our lives. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, I think I really want to break into kind of our first introductions as children. Yeah. New life simulation games. Absolutely. And before we delve too far in, why don't we talk a little bit about what is a life simulation game? What qualifies? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say these are games where you have an alternate life and, um, you know, you can live it out however you want to, right? So they can have vary- mm-hmm. varying... Um, ways that 
the life in the game interacts with you. So like in the Sims, it's going to give you things you may not want to happen. Like a, one of your Sims might die or, um, you know, you lose a bunch of money due to something. But then there's games like Animal Crossing that are more, um, they kind of buffer you from the world, right? So they're, it's mm-hmm. more like playing dolls <laughs> and you can basically make most things happen, but there are some awesome things that happen to you too. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. To like build off of that, like life simulation games are about, it's in the name. They they simulate life. Because there are lots of games that give you freedom of choice, like Minecraft, for example. You're just plopped into a world and told do whatever you want. But a life simulation game mimics real life actions. In Animal Crossing, you decorate your house, you talk to your neighbors. Um, and those are all things that you can do in real life. And in Stardew Valley, you're taking care of a farm. In The Sims, you're just living out life as Sims. Or you're messing with them if you're that kind of Sims player, which I respect. <laughs> um, Lock them in the pool. So it <laughs> Exactly. You gotta put them in the pool and delete the ladder. I mean, that's iconic. <laughs> But so that's the idea um, behind those kind of games is that you are taking life and making a game out of it in which some of the parts of life that you don't want to deal with are removed from it. And that is what people can find particularly comforting about. Or you or you're like in the game, maybe you have a similar issue, but it's way easier to manage because it gives you better tools (laughs) or you can cheat your way out of it, you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly but like getting back to like how we discovered simulation games do you want to talk about some childhood experiences yeah so um when i was a kid my i have two older brothers and i'm the baby and only girl so my older brothers were always playing video games and they were more like fighters and that kind of thing And it always felt like I wanted to hang out with them, but I couldn't ever really fit in with the boys, (laughs) you know. And so I was always on the search for a girl game. And last, I think maybe two podcasts ago or something like that, I talked about um, the that Bell, that Beauty and the Beast game. And I was like, okay, maybe this Mm -hmm. is my ticket into, into girl gaming. And it wasn't, it was way too hard. And then I went over <laughs> to a friend's house and they had all sisters, but their parents bought them a GameCube. And we sat down and we would play all sorts of games. But what specifically drew me to the gaming system was Animal Crossing for the GameCube. And there was just something about how this game let you decorate your own space and have your own friends and they were you know like maybe they would leave but you know you you kind of always knew why in a sense i don't know Mm -hmm. it was there was just something so wholesome and um comforting Comforting. yeah and like welcoming and it was just it was my own little world right um, mm-hmm. 
and I want I begged and begged and begged for this system, but I just couldn't get it for some reason until I um the Wii came out and then they wanted to get rid of their GameCube. So then I was able to buy or yeah, with babysitting money, I ended up buying the GameCube off of them for like 50 bucks. And they gave me Animal Crossing and It's a Wonderful Life, um, which is Harvest Moon. Um, so another life simulation game, but more on the farming end. And both of these mm-hmm. games just gave me this sense of comfort and sense of control that I didn't have in my life at the time. Um, a sense of belonging in a community uh, and a f- sense of freedom. And these were all things I didn't have as a kid, really. Like, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. do what your mom and dad say. Do what um, your teachers say. Don't go out in the world because it's scary. But in this little world, I was safe and I could have things the way that I wanted them to. You know? Mm-hmm. And so that was just like the best thing. And I would play, I, all my friends would go on vacations, but we didn't have money for vacations. So I would be left alone all summer and just play Animal Crossing. And they became like these, these little creatures became my friends in a time when all my friends were gone, (laughs) you know? So lonely little baby (laughs) T. Yeah. My introduction is not really as tragic. Um. <laughs> That's okay. We, we can't all have tragic stories. Yeah, I don't have a tragic backstory. Sorry. Or at least this isn't my tragic backstory. Um, but I was first introduced to Animal Crossing. I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago when I was at a friend's house for a sleepover. And she had her DS. And she had Nintendogs. And she had Animal Crossing. And I loved both. um animal crossing wild world specifically and i had a great time with it and i just felt this connection to the world i mean i like she was fast asleep and i was fishing on that (laughs) in wild world on her game for hours that night i was just so chill and i loved the idea of there being a world that i could carry around in my pocket and it would always and it would be there for me and that was just a really comforting experience I, I wouldn't say that I was particularly lonely, but it was nice to have something that I could rely on to mm-hmm. be there. Yeah. Man, fishing. I used to fish for hours in that game, but like now I never fish in the game. I know. I want to I wanna fish again in Animal Crossing. I feel like I don't really do it yeah. much anymore. Um. But yeah, like, I remember when I felt like I was getting too old for that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there was like a, it was kind of in that, in that, like, teen, middle school-ish kind of time where they're like, you Mm -hmm. know, you, you need to get rid of your dolls and your stuffed animals and all your toys and start trying to grow up and be a teenager and be an adult eventually and you're like but i'm literally a child (laughs) you know yeah but i was the type that like i didn't stop playing those things like i still i still have my original ds and all my Mm -hmm. games and stuff and i still played wild world 
pretty consistently until New Leaf came out, and then I switched over. I just didn't talk to people about it mm-hmm. anymore. Like, like it was just it was I my you didn't thing. Have New Leaf. But I did by myself. I do have New Leaf. Yeah, I bought it. I think I bought a 3DS oh, for it. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't buy it specifically for that, but when I found out there was an Animal Crossing game on the 3DS, I was like, okay, maybe uh-huh. I want it now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was. I I en- still enjoyed Animal Crossing, but it was not as uh-huh. public as it was right. when I was a kid. Yeah, like a lot of people right now think like, oh, where did this game come from? It's like it's been around a long time. <laughs> it has. <laughs> yeah. But like, do you remember like? <laughs> Do you remember the games that you used to have when you were, like, a tween, like, between the ages of 10 and 12 that were, like, trying to pretend to be a teenager? Yes. Specific, specifically, (laughs) um, Dream Life Superstar plug-and-play game. Yes! Oh my god, I had this game, too. (laughs) Recently. This game. Yeah, I found mine... A few years ago and I've just kept it in my like memory box because I'm like yeah I'm keeping this this is cool um it's just like a little like baby yeah. little remote and you just plug it into your you're like your tv but now you have to have an adapter for most tvs because they're not like <laughs> yeah because it's not an hdmi right. connection it's um what is it called I don't remember. I told you your boyfriend yeah I told you I told yeah. you what it was from him because you ended up finding yours <laughs> i did i did find mine it was in the basement it was in a box which was hilarious because i went and i talked to my dad and i was like hey have you seen this and i showed him a picture from the internet i was like do you know where this is and he said yes and then he went down I and pulled it out of the box <laughs> i know i was so surprised because our basement is a disaster so i was very surprised that he was yeah. able to find it but but yeah so it it does need an adapter these days and oh my goodness it is so fuzzy oh i bet <laughs> It's so not HD. Yeah, I would probably plug it into my um, like our our tube TV that we have just for playing old games. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting, but it's also a life simulation game. It is you are a teenager who is trying to become a superstar, and you can get dressed. You can do chores for ridiculous amounts of money that your parents. Yeah, I was like, dang, I wish my parents gave me this money, but instead I'm doing I'm babysitting all day. Yeah, can I get 40 bucks for doing the dishes, please? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's an actual amount of money. Like, I, I played this recently. and I, I like, love that. Your parents are just, like, wealthy as, like, all get out. I know. What is wrong with the, this game? Uh, yeah. But yeah, there were those types of games that, you, that I would play too. So, like, just life simulation games have always been there. Yeah, I think they're a little underrated. Um, I think people aren't as likely to say, yes, I want, like, oh, yeah, I'm a simulation game player. <laughs> um, like, it's kind of <laughs> one of the nerdier sides, I think, still of video ga- of, like, yeah, of gaming. Um, but... Mm-hmm. I also think that it's looked down upon because it is a game genre that, unlike a lot of other game genres, is majority... Major- <laughs> the majority of the players are women. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised how many um, people in the Animal Crossing community are male, actually. Um, I mean, I am too, but like, you, s- it still cannot be denied. Yeah, there's more females. Is, that is one of the few yeah. gaming spaces that is 
that has a majority of yeah women. i thought what i thought you were going to say was actually um that it's because it simulation games are doing chores like why wouldn't you just do the irl like why are you playing a game of doing it you know <laughs> Yes, I've absolutely heard that criticism before. But you just feel this sense of... So, I would argue that the reason that these games feel so comforting, even though you're doing things that you could do in real life, is because there's a sense of progress in a timeline that feels more on track with what your brain perceives as appropriate, right? Whereas in real yeah, I can totally yeah, like see in that. real life, it's more you have to really wait to reap the rewards of most things. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I also want would point out that life simulation games are very consistent. If you put in a certain mm-hmm. action, like if I talk to my villagers in Animal Crossing, they will like me. Yeah. Oh. Oh my god! You know that is deep. that is okay. A consistency. That hit me in the feels. That's like, oh, <laughs> it, it yeah. It really gets rid of all of the anxiety that you might have socially of just like, well, I'm talking to them, but does that mean they like me, or am I just annoying them? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead, you get to go to a happy world where you talk to people and they're all your friends, and nobody has squabbles with each other except the fake ones that they create. And they're like, "I was mean to this person. Can you give them this present so they'll stop being mad at me?" <laughs> I'm gonna give them a really um, ugly dress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's just like this nice world where nothing bad happens, or if it does, if stuff, if bad stuff does happen, it generally fixes itself. Yeah. Like. Um, this is a mild spoiler for Stardew Valley, also known as my favorite game of all time. So if that bothers you, skip ahead a few seconds. But one of the characters, Shane, um, has an alcohol mm-hmm. problem. And it, the story gets dark. Like, he does, like, want to die. Yeah. Like, it's made explicit in the dialogue. But, like, that he comes mm-hmm. around and, like, he gets mm-hmm. better in the story. So it's not, it doesn't end on right. a downer. Like, that's not the point you know yeah i mean there so in it's a wonderful life harvest moon there is actually a downer thing that happens um and you can't do anything about it uh it's a, it's such an old game i can't imagine that anyone would be upset about spoilers but again skip ahead if you are <laughs> but um there's like this old man and his wife and they live on this like in this little house on the hill and after a season or two or a year or two she passes away um and he he's Mm -hmm. just always sad like talking to his wife at her grave um which is like oh and so then you just like you become like i i always become his like friend and i'll give him something every day to make him happy and not lonely (laughs) You know, but it's like, it just seems a little bit more obvious. You know their story. You don't have to do as much digging. Whereas in real life with people, you have to do a lot and put a lot into the relationships to get people to open up about the way that they're feeling about things. It's not this instantaneous, Mm -hmm. oh, you gave me a fruit and now I'm going to tell you my life story. 
it's you really gotta <laughs> prove that I should trust you and that there's a reason I even need to tell you this you know yeah real people are w way more complicated than a few lines of code exactly. in a game you're breaking my and immersion nice <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> And it's a lot easier to get to befriend lines of code than it is to befriend yeah. real people. Yeah, I I don't know. It it was pretty hard like going back into kind of when you're older, right? People are telling you mm -hmm. you need to you need to grow up, you need to stop playing video games. You're you're not getting this six success in your life because you're just playing video games you're wasting your life doing things that are for kids but i would mm -hmm. argue that there <laughs> are plenty of people who use games as a way to relax but all of a sudden it's a video game it has this like you know cutesy art style or something and now it's childish but how many people in, in all sorts of cultures sit around a table and play, you know, bocce with each other or whatever? Mm -hmm. Like, there's really no difference, especially if you're playing with other people. Yeah, it that doesn't make sense to me, why people criticize games mm. so much for that. Like, I mean, games have been there for me at important moments in my life i will say that sometimes when i play a lot of a life simulation game i then have to turn around and reflect like okay something is making me feel like i don't want to be dealing with normal life right now like i should think about why that is like in college i played stardew valley for literally uh -huh. a week straight <laughs> like i got out of bed i played and I, I played stardew for hours hours stopping basically just to go to yeah. class and eat and i was like okay something is clearly wrong with me like and my roommate noticed it too she's like okay what's bothering mm -hmm. you and so like games are a great place for escapism but you do but you also have to take a step back sometimes and think about the underlying reason of why you need them yeah and and if there's kind of a like a reason that you need to not be or you know like not playing them as much or if you're avoiding doing mm -hmm. something um yeah it, it's more of an avoidance right. problem in that case i was just very stressed out about classes yeah. and i was worried about um not doing well in like my future and i realized that i was so stressed that i was trying to take that stress uh -huh. away by playing by playing stardew and like and that worked but it wasn't really the solution that mm -hmm. i needed and so i had to step back from it and try to solve that problem yeah yeah it's really weird because i actually dropped off of playing life sims for a little bit um when my life was really stressful uh in like as a teen in high school, I really didn't play a whole lot of Animal Crossing at the time. And I don't know if it's just because I got so much flack for it 
that I was just like, fine, I'm going to stop doing this. Or if I literally did not have time. Um, because I was like, volleyball, school, you know, driver's ed. And then I have to go to the sleepover and I have to go, you know, like I was like constantly on the go. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I wasn't, I didn't even have time to really spend at my school unless it was when I needed to be there for practice or for school <laughs> you know like I wasn't mm -hmm. hanging out with my friends after school a lot of the time I there was a point where I was dipping out as fast as I could and just driving driving home so I could go take a nap before practice <laughs> you know and mm -hmm. I don't know if I might have been able to um deal with a lot of those stresses better if I had been able to have a more handheld version of these games but um I would on spring break or whatever break the game back out and be like wow this is what I needed <laughs> um <laughs> But I kind of forgot about it for a while until my brother got me a 3DS in 2016, which was um, right when I transferred to a larger university. Um, and I was riding the bus all the time and uh, just, you know, kind of needed more time to to chill. <laughs> um mm -hmm. between doing my work and stuff and so I started playing New Leaf because I had the 3DS and New Leaf uh and that was really relaxing but I would literally spend every moment um that I wasn't working playing that game <laughs> uh, but it's just like when like I was struggling with friendships at the time you know I've that's been a thing I've struggled with a lot of my, my youth. And it's not because I'm bad at making friends. Um, I would argue it's because I'm, I can come off a little intense to people. And mm -hmm. sometimes I think that um, these games have allowed me to really reflect on my social abilities <laughs> you know and like the way that I interact with people like you know why is it that I like this character so much what makes them somebody who I want to be a friend with and then kind of adapting mm -hmm. that into real life is like oh you know maybe I can be a better friend by being more gentle in the way that I break advice to somebody or maybe I don't need to say every little bit of advice that is in my head, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and that sounds like a like a little bit of a stretch to some people, probably. But I I think that these games have really been a large piece of me figuring out how to have friends um, as an adult, too. You know. Mm hmm. I don't know if you agree with that or not. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't think I've really taken like Animal Crossing or Stardew Valley and applied friendship learning techniques from yeah. that. Um, that's not really what I use right. them for. 
um especially nowadays like i mean everybody knows everybody on the planet knows that animal crossing new horizons came out right at the beginning of quarantine yeah which in march of greatly 2020. it incredibly <laughs> incredible yeah. coincidence um so like i've really been using animal crossing this year as a place where everything is happy and nothing goes wrong yeah and it just it that makes me that makes me happy and so yeah yeah i mean that's that's just what i've been dealing using it for this year and it has been a great comfort to have i know people are always like guys social distancing wear your masks and i'm like it doesn't exist here Yeah, it's not in Animal Crossing. Like a lot of people at the beginning were were like wearing the doctor's doctor's mask because there was there is a doctor's mask yeah. item, and I, people were wearing that as a joke. But like, no, there is no there there is no virus in Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is fine. Isabel thought that last year was amazing, and she was sad to see it go. <laughs> Don't tell me she did say that. that Don't was tell me that it's here. <laughs> yeah, she um. She gives she gave an announcement on the either the New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, New I can't Eve, remember. Yeah. And she was like, 2020 was a great year. Yeah. And she was like crying. <laughs> and I was thinking in my head, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But Animal Crossing, you yeah. made it better. <laughs> yeah. I I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just gonna say I um I do I think we were starting to get onto this track, but uh sometimes i wonder if i shouldn't be playing it as much as i do um i have i have been playing it a lot less i will say um mm-hmm. part of that part of that's because i don't have a lot to do in it right now because um i'm just waiting for the seasons to change but um the Yes, we're all tired of the snow. Yeah, um, the other part is that I really kicked myself in the pants and was like, look, you gotta, you gotta do more to get your life going. You know, like, we're not using COVID as an excuse anymore. We're gonna, you know, really apply to as many jobs as possible. Like, you have the energy. I know you do. <laughs> and just stop procrastinating about things you know um Mm -hmm. and so it begs the question what are healthy coping mechanisms do we even know what they are (laughs) and that's something that they delve into in therapy but is not something i think that many people really think about um is like their coping mechanisms with stress absolutely i mean i touched on this earlier with my college story with stardew valley like it coping mechanisms are fine until you realize that they're taking over your life and you're not actually addressing the main problem anymore. yeah like there's there's healthy coping mechanisms um and then there's ones that can become problematic and then there's ones that just are problematic <laughs> Um, you know, there's mm-hmm. emotional eating, there's um, playing video games and escapism. Um, really anything that gives you a hit of dopamine is used for stress relief, you know. 
Exactly. And I'd like, I want to push back a little bit against the idea that I often hear, which is that life simulation games are people running away from their problems. And I mean, sort of, I will admit that it's a way to get away from your problems for a little while and do something else. But I don't think that's any different than any other forms of escapism or entertainment for that matter. Like people yeah. watch TV to get away from their problems. People go on walks to get away from their problems. Right. Like people do lots of things to get away from their problems and I don't think that playing video games is worse than any of those other things. Yeah. I yeah, I would say that there are there are coping mechanisms that help you process things more than others, right? So I would argue mm-hmm. that most of the time sitting and watching TV is not really helping you process unless you're just not actually paying attention to the show. <laughs> like you're actually sitting there and just <clears> thinking, <throat> thinking over your problem. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you, your coping mechanism might be more of a brain break, you know, so that you can actually take the time to work on your problem. You know, like, mm-hmm. instead of just hitting your head against the wall over and over again and expecting something different to happen, sometimes you need that break to calm yourself down enough to think logically. Mm-hmm. Because when you're first upset about something, your emotions can take over your logical side of your brain and you're using your reptilian brain <laughs> and not thinking clearly, you know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I would argue that um, that's a that's a really great thing about gaming for stress relief um, is that it can be a brain break, um, and I think that yeah, like I think that any any kind of technological coping mechanism can be used as a brain break for but you have to like go into understanding i have to get back into dealing with my problems when i'm done with this right and like setting that boundary exactly because if you don't set boundaries then you're just gonna let whatever your coping mechanism is whatever whether that's life simulation games or not just consume right you without you actually addressing the root of your problem which is very it easy is. to do. Yeah, it is. Um, and sometimes it's just that you're not ready to deal with the mm-hmm. root of the problem. But eventually you have to force yourself to be ready. Yeah. You have to get up <laughs> and turn around and face whatever's causing you yeah, to feel that Yeah, sometimes you way. do need to give yourself a little bit of hard, um, like, tough love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's alright to take... a to take time for it like a recent example that i'm sure lots of people can relate to is like um covid19 and quarantine like it's okay to not be okay about that and it's okay to want to escape and do other things to not have your brain focus on that but you do have to turn around and think and deal with your Mm -hmm. feelings you can't ignore it forever you can't ignore the outside world forever yeah I agree. I concur. 
<laughs> Alright, well, if that's all we have to say, I guess we can uh, transition into our silver lining section. So, T, what is making you happy right now? What is making me happy right now? I would have to say uh, our our Galentine's uh, time yesterday was quite fun. We watched the Titanic, <laughs> um, which I have never seen. Yes. And I think that that was a really great use of our time yesterday. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was not a waste of three hours. No, I mean, I'm still like traumatized by seeing frozen dead people, but it's fine because they were adorable <laughs> together and feels. Oh, the feels. <laughs> that movie gives me so many feels. <laughs> what about you? Ugh. Well, I actually am... So my job's kind of complicated to explain. Short answer, I'm starting a new position on yeah. Tuesday, which um, the day after President's Day. Um, and so I'm excited and nervous about that. So basically these past couple of months I've been tra- doing some technical training and I'm finally actually starting at a position yes. and it's like a big deal yes. and i'm and we're so excited yeah. oh i'm excited and nervous so we'll have to see how that goes and if it goes poorly i'm sure i'll talk <laughs> about it <laughs> yeah but yeah so that's yeah. my big news we're so, we're so glad yes <laughs> thanks And thank you all for listening to this week's episode. You can find new episodes every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, we can be found at at guio.pod. Please subscribe and leave us a review. It really helps us out. We hope you'll continue to listen to us talk about our lives and hopefully learn something about yourself too. And remember, growing up is overrated.